Hey, welcome into season two of Antioch Tulsa's Relational Values Podcast. We're glad you're with us today. This is your first episode. Have you heard them all? Thanks for being with us. If this is your first episode, make sure you check out season one for a breakdown, a, a little more a clear breakdown of each of our relational values. Here in season two, we're just uh, going through six different people that have uh, gone through culture class and uh, are interacting with the values. And we have one of my favorite people on the planet in studio today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, everybody. My name is Hallie. Hallie. We'll we'll stick with Hallie. 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 How long have you been connected to uh, Antioch Tulsa here? Wow. I would say, well, since last year, I mean, from Fort Collins. Okay. So Hallie is my uh, sophomore daughter, my 15-year-old daughter. And so she's been here an OG. Hey, glad you're with us today. Thank you. How are you feeling? A little nervous, to be honest. A little nervous. Uh, I've been way impressed with this girl. She would come home almost on the weekly talking through some of her relational dynamics (laughs) at school (laughs) and how Holy Spirit has brought conviction as she has been looking at Jesus and trying to relate like him. So, hey, thanks for being here. Thank you. I know it takes a lot. I'm honored I'm here. So tell me a little bit about this last year. Okay, so we moved here in June. So last year we kind of uprooted our lives. All of them. Yep, moved here during one of the hottest summers I have ever been in, um, and kind of jumped in headfirst to Tulsa. We started at a massive school. Yes. And understatement. That, that brought its ups and downs. I mean. I wouldn't trade that year for anything, but it definitely was one of the hardest school years I've ever been a part of. Totally. So we have been in public schools before, but this Mm -hmm. was just the magnitude was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But you did finish your freshman year. I did that. 4.0. So tell tell me a little bit about as mom and dad are like, hey, Hallie, we're going to do this culture class. We want you to be a part of it. What was that like for you last year? Um... I didn't want to do it. Oh. I was kind of sick. Like, because you were a teenager? Or? No, I was sick of church things. Uh, I was like, church oh. is the reason I'm gone. Church is the reason I'm going through this year. I don't want to do it. And there's guys like, hey, you guys will do like half the class. You uh-huh. show up and talk to everybody, and then y'all can leave and do your thing. And so we, we agreed to do that. Yeah. And slowly I found myself pushing more and more into the class because I was just interested. Yeah. Um, mostly, mostly on people. Yes. We met a lot of amazing people, but I was shocked by how honest I felt I was able to be with them hmm. because going to school, I felt like I had to hide myself a little bit. Yeah. But every Sunday night before the week started I got this little refresher where I got to be real with people and people were real with me and I knew they were being real that's awesome so so how over the course of the culture class um, what are some different ways or some different values where you really experienced Jesus and how he related and were challenged by that Ooh, that's, a, that's a lot of words mm-hmm. uh, 
I think one of the biggest relational val values that stuck out to me was simple honor. And for those of you that don't know, simple honor is being able to look at someone and seeing God's creation. Hmm. That's, that's my definition of it. Yes. Um, but what stuck out to me is while we were talking about simple honor, um, a few people brought up like judgmental thoughts and how that is like just not honoring. And that was like kind of a, like a, it was like a weird moment for me. And so going back to school after that, I started paying more attention to my thoughts and I'd be like, wow, <laughs> that wasn't nice. I'd have that thought in my head. I'm like, if I actually told that person, like that would, yes. it would just make them feel awful, make me feel awful. And so, starting with simple honor, I got to learn how to see people in God's image, even if I never interacted with them. Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. Were there some different experiences you had in school that made those judgmental thoughts uh, a little more prominent? <laughs> I had this math class, and it was it was a great math class, but there was just freshman boys never been one oof can't imagine um and i have no problem with them and they'd mess around and i'd be like fine with that but i think there was just zero respect for the teacher and for the other students and even for themselves and so when they would continue even after they had been told no by so many people that like kind of started to tick me off a little bit and made yes. me mad um and i think one of the biggest things was multiple kids asked me to cheat off me. Mm -hmm. And, like, that made me feel a lot of different emotions because I want to help people, but cheating... Totally. So how did the practice of honor develop inside of your math class? Um... Well, at first it was kind of like little pushes from the Holy Spirit. Okay. Like I'd have a thought like, oh my gosh, what is he doing? Or, oh my gosh, I wish he wasn't here. And God would be like, well, would you tell him that? Yeah. And and I wouldn't, honestly, because that's just not honoring. And so he was like, okay, maybe rewire your thoughts. Maybe he doesn't know how else to get attention. Maybe he needs help with his homework. Maybe he doesn't know how to get help besides like cheating hmm. um and so that helped me start to see them as individuals of jesus and then learning about simple honor gave me language for that hmm. it helped me like again see them as god's sons and daughters and then seeing them as people i could have empathy and compassion for yeah. and have help um and even more so, like, when I would, like, offer to help and they would, like, say no, they only wanted to cheat, I got to practice that even more, saying, okay, like, I get to draw a boundary and say, no, I'm not going to help you because at the end it's not honoring to help you totally. when you're not going to understand it in the future. Yeah, we did talk a lot about that in class, <laughs> of the practice of honor is the opposite of living boundaryless. Mm -hmm. Like, actually building healthy boundaries is helping create on-ramps for, let's say someone is engaging in the behavior of cheating. If there's not a boundary line where that stops, 
then they won't ever actually experience who they are in Christ, but mm -hmm. they will continue the lifestyle of, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's so good, babe. Um, so simple honor. Were there any other, um, over the course of the semester, any other values that really kind of jumped out to you? I think the big dog, hopeful expectation. The big dog, <laughs> the top of the list. Yeah, he, he kind of jumped out at me, kind of gave me a little jump scare. Um, I think my definition of hopeful expectation is seeing God working in all things, past, mm. present, and future. Yes. And these past few years have been really challenging because I have had to learn to say goodbye and deal with grief and also jump into new things one after another like kind of with like no break yep started and, with covid <laughs> covid but um covid was uh, phenomenal for middle schoolers all over the country oh <laughs> yep <laughs> i am still blown away though one time i came down to the basement and you were doing p.e <laughs> running in place and I was oh, like, this gosh. is the worst. That was horrible. It was. I was in my pajamas. Yeah, I remember. I was like, I, I'm not going to go upstairs and change. No. Anyways, fast forward. So yeah, okay. there has been quite a bit of change mm -hmm. in the last three years for you. But I think learning from hopeful expectation, I've slowly like started to like shift my perspective. Because new things are scary. And yes. they make me feel really anxious. But being able to see God working in those new things. Or like making that choice hmm. to hopefully expect him to move. Yeah. One of the biggest things was starting a workout class at a new school round two. Okay, so we're going to a new school this year. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're eight weeks from starting in a new school. Yeah. And this <laughs> summer, your mom was like, hey, you should do this. Yeah, you should do weight training. I, myself would not choose to lift weights. I would much rather read a book or go swim or literally anything else. <laughs> but she was like, no, you're going to go meet friends and you're going to move your body. And I was like, okay, I didn't really, didn't really have a choice, but it's, Way to go, Mom. it's worked out. Um, and, but I mean, starting weeks and weeks before I was just ending school and so I was dealing with grief and then I started to get anxious about this class and I was like oh crap it's like all these emotions yeah um but I I got to hear from a lot of wise people like hey where's God in this like mm -hmm. asking me so I could think about that and so I was like, I kind of clinging to that and clinging to that. And we were pulling up and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't breathe. I'm going to wow. die. Ooh. But um, I showed up and I met all these amazing girls. I expected like to be at the bottom of the list. Like, oh, this is something girls do every day. It wasn't. There's like 15 of us, which isn't a lot. Um, and... I was accepted pretty quickly as, like, one of the girls. I was able to, like, make friends and meet kids who were also starting new at this school. And I was surprised by my skill. Like, not everyone was top of, top of the line. Like, totally, totally. So going back before you started the class, you, you said different people were giving you input. Mm -hmm. um, how did hopeful expectation play out? in action 
before that? I think one of the biggest things was actually going to God. Because you can, like, imagine God as this, like, oh, you're a mystical being working things out for my good. But it's not really, like, in my life. Mm-hmm. It's not my problem. Yeah. Um, but actually going to God. And so I went to God and I've been praying for promises just over everything new. So I prayed for promises over this weightlifting camp and he... Is this, like, a week before it starts? Like... No, it was like, it was like two days before it started. Okay, perfect. I was like gonna cry in my room. So I was like, okay, okay, let's talk to God. Um, and he had been giving me promises all year about a friend and not only just a friend, but a best friend, Mm. like a girl I could completely be myself with in a way I couldn't be with anyone else. Um, and he said, you're going to have amazing, great friends and you're going to have a best friend who you can be silly with. Mm. And so it's kind of like holding on to those promises and I go in and there's this girl. She's also going to be a sophomore. She just moved here. Let's go. And wow, she is amazing. And I would have never met her if I had not gone to this weightlifting camp. And sometimes when I don't feel like I want to go, I'm like, okay, if she's going to be there, I'm going to show up just to see her. And her mom probably gave her the choice to do the workout camp. No, of course not. It's like, I need to go make friends. Yeah. It's just moms practicing some hopeful expectation on behalf of their kids. Thanks, mom. So you have become friends with this girl. It's been several weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so as the camp has gone on, how have you seen hopeful expectation kind of play out? Um, I've seen a lot of fulfilled promises. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of girls who are inviting me into things. They're pulling me in to be a part of this community. Like, I don't feel, like, on the outside anymore. Mm. I've met amazing amazing coaches, as one in particular who is pulling me in to, like, like, like he'll see I'm uncomfortable. He'll, like, here, come over with me. Here, he, like, helps me feel better. He, like, sees me as a student mm-hmm. and as a person with real human feelings. Yes, totally. Um... And, like, just getting compliments from coaches. Like, hey, you're doing so much better. Like, wow, I can't believe this is your first time, first time weightlifting. Like, that just, it makes you feel so good on the inside. It's like, oh, God's working through that. Totally. So how, looking forward, like, a year from now, how are hopeful expectation and simple honor changing how you relate to people? Like your brothers. <laughs> I think... Or other people. (laughs) I think seeing, like, being able to identify my judgmental thoughts pretty quick. Hmm. Like, I don't, I don't want to have those thoughts, but they're going to come up. And so being able to identify them and counteract it with truth is, no, this person is made in the image of God. They, and it doesn't really matter how they act, it doesn't matter what they do, it doesn't matter if they smell weird. (laughs) They... Are a human person who deserve to be treated with dignity. Well, so how 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 do how do you I guess catch those judgmental thoughts? Is it just like all the time, or is it just an awareness that you're growing in? Um, I think it's an an awareness I'm growing in. Um, a lot of the times when I catch it, it's when I'm like alone, or it's like when I'm on the outside and I'm judging people who are over there. Hmm. Like, I think that's the easiest time for me to catch them yes. because I don't really have anyone I'm, like, talking to because in a conversation it can slip away really quickly. 
Um, but I'm definitely growing. Like I'm not. I'm not perfect. <laughs> they still. They still slip in there. Uh, Twenty times a day. We get it. That's like. That's impressive that you're aware of that at <laughs> age 15. Um, what do you, how do you feel like um, you saw Jesus like relate in hopeful expectation? Um, he saw people created in the image of God, and he was so closely with like working with the Father. Like every time he would do something or say something. He would be, it's not me, it's the Father. Yeah. We're working so closely together. And so I think seeing um, his dad, his father, like working through these people who he loved so much, Jesus like, okay, I can love you because you're created in the image of my father. Mm. You're created in the image of me. Like he treated them with a real human person because he knew where they came from and he knew their father. Mm. That's so good, like, being able to relate to people because you know who created them. Mm-hmm. It's like ultimately honoring and worshiping God because he's kind of the OG <laughs> of that annoying person. Yep. That annoying person isn't created to be annoying, but they're choosing that. Yeah. But that doesn't negate the fact that he sees them and is in pursuit of them. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Uh, what about your brother's? They are created in the image of God. I actually am starting to see that more. I don't know if it's I'm growing up or they're growing up or we're just going through something hard together. But I'm starting to see God. I'm seeing God and his fun spirit and his spontaneity. I'm seeing God in his careful planning and meticulous and making everything look amazing when it comes out and I'm seeing God and his defensiveness and his like his aggressive caringness for That's everyone around him especially your brothers yeah <laughs> yep. uh, okay so let's say a friend of yours asked you Hallie how do I begin practicing these relational values like what is one thing that they could start today um I think you need to connect with Jesus every day. Hmm. He is the source of patience and kindness and seeing people. It kind of reminds me of the verse. He he renews you every morning. Like he he makes you new again, but I think really connecting with him and choosing to push into that helps me see the world through his eyes and not my eyes, which are flawed. Yes, that's so good. So connecting with Jesus every day. Is there a good question that you'd recommend people asking him? Um, I would ask him, how can I see people in your image today? Hmm. Or if someone's really, really, really annoying you, you ask him about that person and ask him truths for that person for when you encounter them. And then you pray for that person. Oof. Wow. Loving enemies. Loving annoying people. Yeah, you send a petition to the creator of the universe on their behalf. <laughs> oh, Hallie, you're incredible. Uh, awesome. Is there anything else that you'd want to share? Hopeful expectation, simple honor. I mean, there's so many relational values as this the two that stuck out to me. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing your life with us and 
being vulnerable and making courageous choices. We did it. Cool. Well, thank y'all for uh, joining us for this episode. We'll see you on the next one.